Now, of course, if you're a regular listener, then you'll know that we read a portion of Scripture and share a little thought about it. I'm going to just read the Scripture for now, for this morning, and it comes from Psalm 119, verses 33 to 40. I'm reading from the New King James Version, so feel free to to read along. It says this, it says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things, and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant, who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Wow. A fantastic bit of scripture there. I'm going to dig into that a little bit after the next couple of songs and just share with you some some thoughts and encouragement. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, we're going to share a thought uh, based on Psalm chapter 119. Now, this is something I've been going back to again and again uh, each day for a number of weeks now. And just taking an eight-verse section of Psalm 119 every day is a really great way of engaging with this longest chapter in the Bible, with all of its 176 verses. Each section of it starts with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is known as an acrostic composition. And uh, it's this fifth section that really stood out to me, and I really hope it's of an encouragement to you this morning. It was written, of course, by King David, and he's focusing his whole attention on God's word throughout the whole chapter. Uh, God's law, his statutes, his ways. And in our world and our culture today, we appear to be lacking absolutes, where beliefs and understanding of what truth is, is often is, is believed to be relative to our own kind of philosophies and experiences, rather than turning to God's word as our source of absolute truth and absolute wisdom for any and every situation. Starting off with in this section, King David asks for teaching and knowledge of God's word. He writes that he will keep it to the end and observe it with his whole heart. God's word is eternal and it lasts forever and it will not change. And it requires of us that we follow God's word with our whole heart, everything we have, our whole life. And in submitting ourselves to God's word, we are able to walk out our faith and follow the path that God has planned for us. Now, submission and living in a humble way is not a popular thing these days, and it's actively discouraged in most of the things that we watch and hear and read. But in doing this, in living in a humble, submissive way to God, we will find delight delight in living out God's word, we will find a sense of purpose and lasting fulfilment that means we can live in with a peace and with a joy that comes directly from God. Now verses 36 and 37 are absolutely key here, asking God to turn our hearts towards who he is and the good things he has done is absolutely vital each day, turning towards God and turning away from desiring things that we don't have 
is a daily commitment to God and his kingdom. There is an increasingly unpopular concept highlighted in verse 39, which is central to understanding a loving God, and that is judgment of our sins. King David recognises here and confesses that he does not meet God's standard of purity and holiness, and uses that slightly older word, reproach. That just means thoughts and actions that come between us and God, and block us from being able to approach God properly. You would say in a court of law that someone is pronounced guilty. In the very next line, though, there is a beautiful hope of salvation and a remedy for our guilty state. God's judgments are good. Amen. The living hope that we have in Jesus the Messiah is that if we believe in him, invite him into our lives and submit to God daily, then we will receive a not guilty judgment when Jesus returns, and we will spend eternity in his presence. What a promise, and what a hope. So pray with me that God will revive us in his ways, revive us in his righteousness. Be encouraged that as you pray these verses as a daily prayer, that God will indeed teach you, incline your heart towards him, and revive you in a life that holds God's word as central and absolute. And along with David, later in verse 65, you will be able to say, you have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. May God's word be an encouragement and a blessing to you today.